Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the 518 Ambassador, a podcast of the International Center of the Capital Region. You can follow us on our website, iccralbany.org. That's I-C-C-R-A-L-B-A-N-Y.org. And as well, subscribe to our newsletter there. You can also follow us on social media, on our Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter pages at iccralbany. And make sure you that you please subscribe to this podcast below. Please give us a like as well as a comment. The International Center of the Capital Region is a nonprofit organization that is based in Troy, New York. Our mission is to connect New York's capital region to the world through citizen diplomacy. For our first ever podcast episode, I'd like to welcome Jennifer Zhao, the Executive Director of the International Center of the Capital Region. She holds a bachelor's degree in material science engineering from Cornell University and an executive master's of business administration from the Quantic School of Business and Technology. She also has experience with running several startup businesses as well as served on her local school board, the board of directors at the YWCA of Northeastern New York and the Chinese Community Center of the Capital District. So Jennifer, I want to start off by asking, what made you decide to go into the International Center of the Capital Region? And can you explain your role as executive director? Thank you, Fiona. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. I'm so excited about our podcast. I mean, I'll definitely answer your question, but I just quickly want to thank you for all your work um, as our intern from SUNY Albany. You're studying journalism, right? Yes, that's correct. Yes, yeah, yeah. So thank you so much for making this episode happen and for all the work that went into this podcast. So I just wanted to start off with that. Um, but so in terms of like how I got started in the International Center was actually through some friends and connections and They were like, okay, there's this international center and we need a new website. We need some help with marketing. Um, People don't really know about us. So that's kind of how I started, just like helping redesign the website and doing the social media, getting the word out about this organization. I had lived in the capital region for like 17 or so years and I had never heard of the organization so it's like okay and I'm like all about international stuff right so it's like very interested to learn more about the organization and then the more I learned more about it it was like wow you know this is really cool I didn't know that they bring all these visitors in and such a great mission so I as I got more and more involved um then eventually um there was an opening for the executive director role and then um I started doing the programming and I just really started doing the work. So that's kind of how it happened Um, in terms of like what I do day to day. It's kind of a lot because we are a small organization. Um, I'm doing, you know, I'm still doing the website. I'm still doing the social media. So it'd be great to actually find some help for an intern to help with that side. Um, But like in addition to that, like I also work with programming. So what we mean by programming is actually writing the agendas, the itineraries for these international visitors that are coming and having meetings here with different folks in the capital region. Um, I also look at like some of the finance side, you know, looking at grants, uh, looking at making connections around the capital region with different folks and organizations that have like not the same exact mission, but like similar 
um, goals, right? Like of connecting people from different cultures and just making connections and um, mm -hmm. working with organizations so that they know about us and then how we can partner and do more things together. We're also based at the Hudson Valley Community College and I have a liaison there uh, who I work very closely with, Dr. Jay Deitchman. Maybe we should do a episode with him at some point. That would be great. Um, I agree. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, and also obviously fundraising, right? Because as a nonprofit organization, um, we do get some of the grants from the government, which is like the IVLP program, which you know we can go into a little bit later, the International Visitor Leadership Program, we do get funding from that. We also do get a small amount of funding from the Open World Program, which is sponsored by the Congressional Office for International Leadership. But those grants are very focused and very specific to those international visitor programs and we can't use that money for any of the other initiatives that we really want to do uh, like connecting people right here in the capital district so um, you know we want to do more we want to do more connections between different cultural centers we want to do more youth programming and help with refugees and immigrants and you know all those kinds of good stuff and we definitely need those all the support we can get from the local community and any funding organizations to make those things happen Wow, it seems like the International Center for Capital Region does a lot of things. Um, and I know you had mentioned about the programs um, that you have. So I was just wondering if you could just tell me a little bit more about the programs for the International Center and how this will benefit many people. Absolutely, yeah. So the main program we run is the IVLP program, the International Visitor Leadership Program. Mm -hmm. That program is actually has like an 82 year history in the US Depart uh, State Department. So um, it's what they call like their flagship program. So it's like a very, very successful program that has been going on for many years. The basic goal is to harness the power of citizen diplomacy, right? That's kind of um, the, the word, if you will, but like, what does it really actually mean? Like, what is citizen diplomacy? Um, so we all know like diplomacy, right, which is, kind of country leaders talking to each other, making negotiations, making deals, like signing treaties, you know, whatever it is. Um, but on the citizen level, we can do that too, right? It, it's not just the connections that happen way at the top, but it's also just us like meeting people from a different country and then showing them our area, sharing a meal with them. Um, sometimes it's connecting on a professional level, right? So it could be like teachers meeting teachers from other countries, engineers meeting engineers from other countries, um, doctors, you know, you name it. Like we've had uh, filmmakers from Senegal earlier this year, actually our first um, in-person programming after the pandemic. And they were meeting with local filmmakers that are here in Albany because we've been having a lot of activity in the film and movie industry locally. So that's really what it is all about is making these connections so that later on right like at those higher levels um there's a a good feeling right <laughs> like between these the countries so it's not just like we don't know who you are and we don't know 
you know, what you're all about, right? It's, it's that mutual, developing that mutual understanding. And with the IVLP programs, the participants from those foreign countries, they're all nominated by their respective embassies. So they're pretty high level people, you know, sometimes we'll get legislators, mayors, um, judges, you know, we've had the Supreme Court justice from India, well, actually, I'm sorry, from Pakistan, um, yeah. visit us over the summer. So these are pretty high level people, even though, you know, they're not the president or whatever. Um, but they're high level people that, and they're kind of like on their way up in their career, if you will. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, you could think about like, in the future, right, as they advance in their career, then they might become those decision makers that are really, you know, signing those treaties and making those deals and that kind of thing. Um, I think the statistics say that there's been 500 country leaders, like presidents, who actually went through the IVLP program. Oh, so wow. that's pretty amazing. Uh, I think one of them is actually Margaret Thatcher from the UK. When before she became the prime minister there, she actually went through the IVLP program. So the whole idea is that, you know, we're developing these people, helping them learn more about what America is all about, uh, what's like the American people like. And as you know, you know, the country is very diverse, right? We got all different regions. And sometimes when people see, okay, the US is doing this, you know, they think of us as one place, you know, that they have this idea or like they watch a movie and they're like, oh, you know, this is what the US is all about. But with the IVLP program, they get to go to Washington, D.C. and meet um, some of the people from the State Department. And then they travel to three or four different locations in mm. the U.S. So Albany often is one of them, but they might go to California or Utah or Florida, you know, some different places. That way they really get a good taste of what the country is all about. Mm. Wow. It's just so interesting to hear all about this. And you mentioned too, that you are very passionate about international stuff and just about these like cultural connections. Why do you believe it is so important to bring these cultural connections? Uh, that's a really good question, right? I mean, I think nowadays um, it's even more important, probably like ever more important, right? Um, yeah. The world is getting smaller. Uh, we live a lot on our phones and our social media. Um, Very true. You know, Very true. <laughs> so, so the distances actually feel closer, right? Like you could be chatting with somebody from Europe or Asia, and, you know, like it's like the messages is like instantaneous, right? Mm -hmm. um, so in that sense, it's like we all kind of feel a lot closer um than ever before right i remember when i was growing up like phone calls were super expensive like international and you send a letter and like take a week or two to get there um, so it's very different now like everything is lightning fast and travel is easier there's a, a more and more trade um between countries as well so and then there's also more opportunities for conflict too right like because we kind of depend on each other so much um, both in trade and like, you know, economic and people studying abroad, like just going back and forth. Um, there's also opportunities for, for conflicts and, and for misunderstandings too, right? Because as you probably know, right, like you go on social media and it's not always like, okay, you say one thing, but they, they think it meant something else, you know? Um, and then even like with the, even with the media, right, there's this whole thing about 
people not trusting the media. Um, and then, I mean, we have problems here in this country, but in many countries, the government often connect, controls the media. Um, so it's hard for some country citizens to really know about like what's happening outside of that country, right? So if you're you're getting a news about the U.S. or you know any country in that for that matter, um, how do we trust that it's true, right? I mean, I think we even struggle with that here. So I I know like as a journalism student, I'm sure you probably think about this a lot too, right? Like how do we have journalism integrity and report the right things. But if you think from like a just an average person perspective, right, um, it's very hard for them to really know um, what a different culture is, right? Right. Um, like what people are thinking, it's easier just to group everybody into one group and say, oh, these people from there are always like this, or that those people like that, they all want this, but it's really not true, right? It's actually a lot more complicated, right? Um, right. I mean, even in Albany, right, even in the US, like, there's many groups of people who think very differently. Uh, so and I think it's really important for these like leaders to come to the US and actually experience it for themselves, so that they're getting the on the ground information, right, mm -hmm. like they're getting that uh, really honest information, because all the speakers that we work with, like all the meetings that we make for them, all of these speakers are volunteers. They're not paid by the US government. So they don't have to, you know, say, oh, the US government is so great. You know, they don't, it's not just like a propaganda thing for the US government, right? So the point yeah. is that, you know, they are free to speak and um, these meetings are closed to the media usually, so they can say whatever they want. You know, they can say whatever is on their mind, their honest opinions. And sometimes it could be a criticism of the government or people in the US government, and that's fine. And that's actually what we wanna show these visitors is that like, we just wanna show you the honest truth about like what these people are, are you know, dealing with. And then they also do home, uh, like home hospitalities. Sometimes we'll have people host dinners or just take them to like a fun trip, like the Dutch Apple Cruises or to Lake George or different places. And they get to experience a little bit more of just like, what do we call like quote unquote American life, right? right. And at the same time, the people who are in Albany or you know any of the other cities that host these programs, there's 84 of these sister organizations all around the US. Um, like we also get to experience a different culture without having to travel. Right. So it's like right. for us, it's like, oh, you know, we have people from Egypt coming in, you know, in the next week. We've we have people from Ukraine coming next week. Um, mm -hmm. We had uh, people from Poland. We had people from, you know, Kazakhstan over the summer and Pakistan and you know all these places. It's like, wow, you know, for us, we could meet them. We could have a dinner with them you know, chat with them without having to go to that country. Of course, it's great to travel to, um, but it's a, a, a wonderful opportunity for the local citizens like of our area to have the opportunity to interact with some pretty high level people uh, from all these different countries. And then we also get enriched and we also understand more about their culture. So it really goes both ways. So is that kind of why you're interested in all this international stuff and why you have such a passion for it? I mean, I, I came to the US as an immigrant myself, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like I came when I was nine years old and, you know, I didn't know any English at that time. Um, and I also was interested to just like meet people from different countries and who had like similar experience. And, you know, I think I was very embraced uh, when I first came to this country by my teachers and friends and, you know, neighbors and everything like that. Um, and I was just like pretty amazing to me because it's not like that everywhere, right? Like the U.S. is is a country made up of immigrants. Um, you know, when I travel abroad in like other parts of the world, it's a lot more homogeneous. Like there's not as many, you know, people from everywhere. And I think, you know, even like for like not so diverse places, like in the Midwest, I also grew up in the Midwest, you know, like some places are not so diverse. They're still like more diverse than many other places in the world, right? Um, right? So I just thought it was really cool to be able to learn from people from all different backgrounds. And yeah, I mean, personally, I think it's important. Like, I think one of my dreams is to have like, it sounds kind of corny, but like just to have world peace and just not have wars, right? And I think this is like one of the best ways to do that. Because if people can go into, you know, if you imagine like having these people in your home, right mm-hmm. and then you make friends with them and you can't hate them mm-hmm. yeah right? you can't be like well i hate that country or well, you can't hate that country because you just had a great experience you know with these people and a lot of times like with these um international visits it's like a few days or a week um so they're pretty short but a lot of our home hosts a lot of our dinner hosts actually keep track and they mm-hmm. keep in touch with their visitors for years. And sometimes they will actually go visit these people in those countries. Um, and then they just become friends for life, you know? So it's a it's a pretty amazing and powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah, you really do have a big passion for, I mean, helping, I think, other people, and especially from your experience being an immigrant here. Um, can you share with us just why you love you know, working with International Center of the Capital Region, what do you love the most about working for this nonprofit? I mean, like working at nonprofit is actually pretty new to me. Um, oh, I okay. worked like most of my <laughs> whole life, like in GE, which is like, you know, I was an engineer. So changing over to nonprofit, the nonprofit world is actually um, a little bit more of an adjustment. I'm like, oh, you know, what is this? Um, but I, I like it. You know, I really do like it. I think both in terms of the like actually meeting visitors and helping them like do these meetings. Um, But also, like I said before, you know, having the opportunity to connect people who are already in the capital region. Um, Right. One of the big events we're doing this year is the Achievement Awards. So we're honoring some immigrants that have came to the capital region and then made significant impact in different areas, you know, whether it's business or in their career or community service or civic engagement. So we'll be honoring them actually on November 17th and we'll be doing a luncheon. So it's a great opportunity for the community to come together and really celebrate the immigrant experience and immigrant stories um, and then just like share and, and have a good time, you know, and, and meet people from all backgrounds. Um, so I think that's the other part that I really enjoy, you know, other than like the outside, like, you know, international visitors, but we actually have 
already, you know, in the capital region, so many different cultures represented and being able to honor that and celebrate that, I think is a really, really cool thing. It's really an honor to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is a very important, this organization. And I do want to ask for people who are interested in like wanting to volunteer or help out with this mm-hmm. nonprofit, what are some ways that they can help out? Yeah, like I said, you know, like, I think we have lots of different opportunities, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, whether it's home hosting, you know, this is like just hosting someone in your home. Usually that's for like a few days to a week. Uh, So pretty short term kind of thing. So you just provide a room for them, breakfast, dinner, you know, that kind of thing. Um, You could also be a dinner host, which, you know, that's just like a one dinner. Um, sometimes it can be a lunch, right? Depending on the schedule, then you can have these people over in your house, uh, and, you know, chat with them, prepare food for them. You guys could even cook together and, you know, have a a good time together. People love doing that. And it's, they usually just like, they just say, oh my gosh, like that was just the best experience. Um, and then also driving, you know, sometimes like we need volunteer drivers to, help drive like one visitor from one place need help with like social media graphic design fundraising you know think about doing a silent auction uh, there's a lot of these like tasks that volunteers can do um mm-hmm. that that will really help um take time like kind of take tasks out, off of our hands because we are a very small team right like it's me and then another person um holly mckenna who's our director of community engagement um she's part-time currently and then we have several interns um and they're all part-time you know so like there's a lot of work to do but not really um the time to do it it seems like there's always more work that we have time for uh, so anything in terms of just like running the organization even um like little tasks like doing a newsletter or um, you know, helping promote an event. Um, we also have some in-person volunteer opportunities, like for our war ceremony, you know, we'll probably need some volunteers just to help people check in or, you know, um, help set up the table, like just kind of pretty easy things. But if we have more people who are willing to just do a small thing, then together we can really do a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, I do want to ask with this final question, um, because, you know, I think that this nonprofit really offers a lot of opportunities for people to get involved and just to help other people. When people, you know, hear International Center of the Capital Region, what do you want them to know about this nonprofit? Like, what is the the number one thing when they, they hear about this organization? What do you want them to really know? That's a good question. I think it's a question that we've also struggled with because it's like we want a place where it's a platform for different people to come together and learn about each other. Um, maybe that's like the easiest way I can put it into words is that um, we want to make that happen. You know, we want to help that happen. I mean, it does happen on its own already. Obviously, you know, people do travel, people do gather, you know, with friends and like there's different events that they can mingle and meet but I think our mission is like making that just like really accessible for people you know having a a place where people can uh, go to when they're looking for whether it's like connecting people uh, who you know like um, are 
part of their own culture, right? Like we also envision having like some resources for people who are moving to the capital region and say, you know, they're from like a certain country background and they want to look for a cultural center that where they can belong to. Mm -hmm. um, we want to be a resource where they can just come and then we can point them in the right direction. Um, so I think it's about like just helping people feel welcome in the capital region, connecting people so that they feel like they really belong. But at the same time, like promoting the capital region to the international community as well, because like, like you probably know too, right? A lot of people, um, when they hear New York, you know, automatically they think of New York City, and right. they're like, oh, what's Albany? <laughs> like, what is the capital <laughs> yeah. region? And a lot of people actually think New York City is the capital, and it's not. Yeah. Um, so you know, so it's just like okay, educating the international community about like what the capital region is all about. And that brings, you know, economic opportunities for us, you know, but no, I, I, I think, think connecting people is the thing, right? It does help. Yeah, it is about connecting other people. And I think that's really what this nonprofit is all about. Well, I would like to thank my guest, Jennifer Zhao, for being a part of the first ever podcast episode for the 518 Ambassador. You can please go to our website, iccralbany.org. That's I-C-C-R-A-L-B-A-N-Y.org to subscribe to our newsletter, as well as follow us on our social media pages, our Facebook, our Twitter, and our Instagram at iccralbany. We would also love if you can please give us a like, as well as a comment down below, and please subscribe to our podcast. Thank you again so much for listening, and please stay tuned for more episodes.